0: yeah, 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 Yo 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 traces of lipstick on my collar maybe you gotta do some more to get the black dollar harder than lava when you come believe that I'm a follower lady madonna like to drink but she don't like to swallow yo what up people welcome to um episode 2 of chin check your bonus content from echoes from the void and um yeah this week just a couple of events they were good events, so we're gonna cover the UFC at Sacramento card that was USP on ESPN plus number 13. The may be Lad, and we're on week four of season three Dana White Contender Series. So, um, yeah, let's get into a little bit of UFC, right. <laughs> Well, it was another week, so that means it's another UFC event. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh this period is great because I think we have got UFCs every weekend going into mid-August, which you know, I mean, you can't ask better than that. And um, this was an ESPN Plus card. It was number thirteen, and it was. Uh, the random against lad, uh taking place from Sacramento, which meant a hey, it's the big return of uh, Uriah California Kid Faber. So um, this was was an interesting card. Now I don't think it was up there with the recent cards. There were some good fights though There were some good fights I think one of the big things There was some controversy There was some definite controversy With some of these fights For sure But um Hey I I think That um Note that there's a couple of fights Well I think there's um yeah, let's do... I think mean, there's three fights that I feel need to be mentioned. That were um, three or four fights from the pre, early prelims and the prelims. Um, but this card was heavy on the uh, team alpha male. Soon to be team alpha, I believe. Um, they had a strong presence on this card. Uh, Starting off with Benito Lopez v Vince Morales Um, Lopez was repping the alpha males And um, so he started things off nicely with a win Uh, It was an interesting one Because Morales was like landing some good heavy punches But I think the thing that won it for Lopez Was that he was... Trying to keep things, you know, he tried to keep things on range. He was landing a lot of leg kicks, a lot of jabs, and and yeah, that seemed to be his ticket for victory. His movement, um, and just not engaging in a in a, you know, cupboard fight, as it were. Like the first big one for me, though, like I really was looking forward to seeing. Brianna Van Buren um, make her UFC debut because she was phenomenal in the the inaugural Invicta Phoenix Rising card. Yo, she was so damn good. So, yeah, it was just like, okay, how is she going to do in the UFC? You know what I mean? It's like this was the big test. Does she does she match up? You know, that, 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 that's the big question, right? Um and oh my god, she was so good. So good. Like so she was fighting Livia Suarez. Um and Suarez was the taller fighter. Um you know, Suarez was five five. And Van Buren was five foot. Like, um, Soares had the, the, the longer reach. So, you kind of felt, ah. And also, Soares has had fights in the UFC. So, it was, can, um, Van Buren, like, counter the reach, counter the experience, that was the big thing. Can she, you know, it was, like I th- believe Soares is a black belt, and so it was a bit like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you, I don't think Bure, Van Buren would want to be on the ground with her. But the fight started off. Van Buren looked good. She looked good. She looked sharp. There was movement. She got taken down, though. She did get taken down in that first round. And so you're thinking, oh, this could be problematic, but she hit the ground, and straight away, she's throwing things up, she's not just laying there, she's being very active off her back, which I feel was the was the really important thing, so there was times when you're thinking, oh shit, she could get a sub, you know what I mean, she could get a sub, now, like, she has got Considerably shorter legs than Sora's, but she's throwing up the rubber guard. She's, you know, what I mean? she she had a close attempt at a triangle. It was like some really good scrambling off her back, which then led to the getting, you know, what I mean getting up onto her feet. And from there, she just showed really good hands, really good movement. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was a few moments when it looked like maybe she could get the stoppage. It didn't quite come. But, hey, this was her UFC debut. And she her impressive form from Invicta continued. This was a magnificent performance. And I cannot wait to see her again in the octagon. You know, like her tenacity did remind me of Cormier, you know, which, it, it, you know what I mean, you can understand because Cormier, she's at AKA, Cormier's at AKA, she went to school at Gilroy, Cormier teaches the Gilroy wrestling team, He and, and I believe he, he's a big mentor to Van Buren, and you could see a lot of his fighting style with Van Buren. You could see that. I mean, um, yeah. I I mean the, the 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 main difference is she's not carrying the extra like Cormier. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fantastic performance. Fantastic performance. Um, also on the on the prelim card, we had Ryan Hall against Darren the Damage Elkins. And um oh so this was really interesting because a you know, we've seen Ryan Hall fight, his his victory against BJ Penn was it kind of mirror it was perfect for his nickname The Wizard because the way he swooped in, got that leg lock, it was something else. But Elkins, he's been on a tear. he had been on a tear of late. Only one, one loss. You know, last fight he, he had that loss, but his performances have been very good and we know how durable he is. So it was just like can Hall kind of go the distance or sub him? Because you 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 don't think you're out cardio Elkins really. You know I mean you you know he's gonna be there the full fight. But Hall looked really impressive, really impressive in this fight. Like um ah oh, the the back the spinning back kick was. Woo, that was sweet. Just uh, landing it on his chin was such a perfect move. And I think if Hall had then just swarmed him with ground and pound, he might have got him out rather trying, rather than trying to go for the choke. Uh, he also landed. Uh, like all the um the good work on the feet was from Hall. Hall landed some great punches. Like the only thing that was really like uh, was a worry in this fight was Hall keeping his hands at his waist, you know because there's always that possibility of getting clipped and Hall did like Hall did have a nonchalantness to his approach. Which he was able to get away with with Elkins. But you think against other opponents, that's not going to cut it. So you kind of feel that you need to keep your hands up, even in fights like this, because you don't want to get those bad habits. You know, he doesn't want to step in against someone else with these bad habits and then get caught he yeah he was able to avoid it all with um you know elkins like he ran away a lot which is fine because yeah why um why engage in a stupid slugfest when you don't have to right but by doing that he's turning the back so you're like Ugh, you know like you don't want to do that you need to find a better way of um you know maneuvering out so i think that's the big thing for hall going forward he needs to find a, a better way of maneuvering out of an exchange and he needs to keep his hands up but it was an impressive performance really impressive performance I do think he probably could have got the um, stoppage. If he had just maybe calmed down slightly, I think he would have got the stoppage. But, yeah, it was a good performance. Next up, we had Juliana Penna making a a long-awaited return to the cage against Nico Montana, who is making... Her long-awaited return to the cage, um, and hey, this was a really interesting fight, really interesting fight, because both were, were both were bringing it, both were coming hard, and hey, I have to say, Montana took the first round. Montana took the first round. She. Pretty much dominated Penna On the ground Which was interesting Because you know what I mean Penna's got good jits So we're like Oh Oh shit Montana could do that And control her against The fence So you're just like oh it seems that Montana is possibly The stronger bigger fighter here which was interesting. And you kind of think, how the fuck did Montana make it down to fly? Mm um, yeah, flyweight. I believe it's flyweight, hundred and twenty-five. Um Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I think. No, 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 no. Featherweight. Featherweight and flyweight is a hundred and I don't know. I, guess, I don't know why I get that confused. One hundred twenty-five, one hundred forty-five, all the time. So it's yeah. But Montana made it up. She was. This was a bantamweight debut, and yeah, you know it was. Now, like after the first round, Pena was able to adapt, and. You know, going forward in the next two rounds She got top control And was then able to control Montana Which is very impressive Seeing that Penna couldn't seem to move her In other places in the octagon You know, against the fence when she was on the bottom So the fact that she was able to control it from the top, yeah, it, it showed good composure, um, but, you know, at the end of this fight, Pena was the one that looked the worst to wear, so I think even in a loss, this was a very good performance for Montana, and, like, especially coming off of you know, the real bad press that she was getting with the pullout against Shebchenko. I think it was several pullouts against Shebchenko. You know, that she's afraid to fight. You know, she she doesn't have it in her. I think this showed that she had heart. And that she is a tenacious fighter. So, it was a good victory for Penna. There's that Billy Penna took it on short notice. Um... And she was coming off of, I think, a two-year hiatus from the ring after the birth of her child and everything like that. So, it was a really good performance from Pena. But it was also a really good performance from Montana. Showing she definitely has the skill and the strength to perform at this division. So, yeah, that was an interesting, good fight. Um and the prelims ended with Andre Feely Andre Touchy Feely against Shamon Moraes this was an interesting one because Morace is extremely good you know he's got heavy hands um but Feely extremely good i think the big thing was Feely I think he had a few more weapons, like leg kicks and everything like this. And, I mean, Morais can throw a leg kick and a high kick and all of that. But I think Philly has more dexterity in his kicks. So, yeah, this was a really good fight. And, um, yeah, I, I think it was back and forth. It was definitely back and forth. And I think it, 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 it was kind of anyone's game at the beginning. Philly landed a, a, a head kick that dazed Morice. Now Morrice he it dazed him, but Yuri he, he then kind of got his composure back. Well, it seemed he got his composure back, and he was ready. But then he, um, like one of his big things was he 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 froze but he then like he throws the right but then drops the left at the same time. And by dropping that left it had him open to be countered by Philly. And yeah, that was it, man. That was it. So sweet KO. And another victory for the alpha males. You know what I mean? And whoa. Yeah, the 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 place erupted. With that victory I, Philly is um, He's making a name for himself You know I think he, he's definitely Got the potential To be a contender Definitely got the potential To be a contender in this division I think he just needs to clear A few things up Because he's still getting hit a lot uh, So yeah It will be interesting As he moves up with um better competition but yeah we are now onto the main card um I believe it's a main card yeah 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 Mike Rodriguez against John Allen ah this was an interesting fight because Rodriguez looked really good in the first round but it just seemed that once he got taken down, that like he lost his kind of steam. You know, he lost his. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just he's kind of. I don't know. It kind of broke. It feel like it broke his spirit because he wasn't the same fighter going forward. In the next two rounds. Like he threw some okay shots. And everything like that. And it, like he threw a flying knee at one point. But they just didn't have the zip behind them. Which was. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely something he needs to work on. Definitely needs to work on. And also I think he's, he he was losing a lot of gas. As this fight went on, he was losing a lot of gas, which did enable Allen to just, you know, keep his foot on the pedal and just grind on him. So, uh, yeah, Allen took the win. Allen took the win. Um, Then we had Carl Robertson against Wellington Turman. And, hey, this was a tough Fight, but it was so back and forth. You know what I mean? It was it was a really interesting fight with some interesting scrambles. uh but like um, I think Roberson was able to just kind of, just kind of eke it out. Like, he was just able to impose his will a little bit more in, um, you know, certain positions. I think he threw more strikes, which was definitely a big thing, you know. He got taken down, but I think, like, there wasn't a lot of damage coming at him. So when you factor in he's striking and everything like that, I think that's what gave him this fight. It was a split decision, but I think you 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 knew it was gonna go to Robertson. We then had um Marvin Vittori against Cesar Ferreira. Which was, uh, again, another really close back and forth fight. Really close back and forth fight. And when you think how, um, how close, you know what I mean? I, 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 like I don't think it was close. But Vittori did give Adesanya a good fight. So I thought Adesanya won their fight. I he, he, he clearly won the fight, but I think Vittori put up a good performance and pushed Adesanya. So the fact that he was able to do that, like in this fight, yeah, it was interesting. And also, like the crazy thing about this fight, so Vittori threw 172 strikes and um fiera threw 112 vittori la- landed 55 significant and ferrera 38 you know? and vittori got a takedown like they he wasn't able to really do a lot with the takedown but he did land one so it is interesting that Vittori did lose the fight, you know um yeah, but it was a it was a very close back and forth affair, so yeah, interesting, but I think like these like the last two fights had been interesting they had been back and forth. But, you know what I mean, then the last three is when things went crazy. This is when this card went completely nuts. So, we had um, Mersik Bektik against Josh Emmett. Another uh, Team Alpha Male alum. And, yeah, another back and forth close fight, Uh, which Emmett won in the first round, so I think we were coming to the, you know we were coming to a close of the first round, Emmett landed uh, a really powerful jab, straight down the middle, Bektik went down, but, but, I did think this was possibly stopped a little bit early, a little bit early, now I'm not saying they weren't heavy punches from Bektik, I mean from Emmet, but the thing was, so Bektik went down, right, so he has to protect himself, and he was transitioning to stand, but he's having to cover his head, so he's not Getting smashed by Emmett's heavy hands. So I think the referee should have given him a bit more time to get up. Because he was, you know, what I mean, moving to avoid the punches. He then had he got to his knees. He had to turtle to avoid more punches. But that was only for a short second. And then the ref stopped it. So I think. You, if the referee, because the punches weren't landed, the punches were hitting his arms. So, I think the referee should have given it a little bit more time to see what was going to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong, heavy punches that put him down from Emmett, but I don't think Bektik was out. I don't think he was dazed I, I I mean initially he was stunned, but I think when he started moving on the ground and trying to get up, I think he was had his faculties back with him, and he just needed a moment to get up now he could have got caught in that transition to stand, but let him because he's not getting damaged. Where he was. The punches were coming. Heavy punches were coming. Yes. But they weren't connecting. So it was a good victory for Emmett. But a little controversial I feel. So we now get to the co-main event. And this was uh, Ricky Simone. Against the returning California kid, Uriah Goddamn Faber. And, uh, yeah, so this was the big one. Faber's been out for two years. He last fought at the last UFC Sacramento event. So, this was a big thing. He's 40. He's in the UFC Hall of Fame. It's like, can Faber... Hang With one of these new lions In the division This is the thing This is the big Big question Because Simone Can take you down He's got heavy hands He's got good transitions Which is Everything Faber is good at But Like the, the big One of the big things about this fight one of the big things about this fight Faber's 40 Simone was 26 Yeah Exactly people So it's like Oh Can Faber Run With someone 14 years He's junior Hey What was gonna happen That was the question well, people, the question is, you're right, Faber's going to knock fucking Simone out. God damn it. Like, if you, you thought Faber could win this, I don't think anyone had knockout in 47 seconds. I don't think anyone had that. You know, you thought, hey, Faber could get the decision win. Faber maybe could get a, a, you know, a guillotine or 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 a sub in one of the scrambles maybe, but if anyone was going to win by knockout, you'd have thought it'd be Simone. But god damn it, Faber just sat down and threw a heavy right The just. Man, it landed on Simone, and you thought, okay, and then, yo, that punch caught up with him, and he just stutter-stepped, and then just kind of face-planted, but he hit the ground, and he kind of rolled, so Faber went down, Simone rolled, Faber maintained the top, and then landed some ground and pound, and... The thing was so Simone was still there, but one of the punches, I think it was maybe the third punch in the sequence, seemed to shut him down. I think the next punch woke him up, but he definitely got shut down. So hey the ref jumped in, stopped the fight. And yeah, I think I think this was like the first knockout win for Faber in the UFC. And his first knockout win since, I think it was like 2008, 2007, 2008. Which is crazy. Crazy, right? Man. But yeah, great fight from Faber. He's saying that, yeah, this wasn't just a one and done deal. He wants more. And uh, a certain... Henry Cejudo had called him out. So he's like, Henry, we can dance. But you do kind of feel, listen, it would be an incredible story for sure. Definitely would be that. But, but, Aljamain Sterling gets that next fight. You know what I mean? Aljamain Sterling gets the next crack at the champ. That's what I think. I think you can throw um Faber into the mix. So put Faber against Peter Peter Yan. That's what I'm thinking. If you want to throw Faber up into the mix, put him against Peter Yang. Because um, you know, the next two lot like Morales lost obviously to sahudo and um oh god i forget the other cat who um lost to ah uh, i forget the uh, who um sterling beat so um you had him um yeah rivera lost so i think give faber Pier to yan and Cejudo gets Aljamain Sterling. If he doesn't drop down and fight um, Benavides, That's how I think that should get played. You could have them fight on the same card. You know? So, Sterling, sahudo Faber, Ian, and then the winners square off. Could run it like that. That would be fun. But, you know, what I mean, that would have to still wait because I think if you've done that fight before the fight against Benavides, so don't needs to drop and defend against Benavides. So you know, what I mean, I I, I feel it needs to be one weight, next weight, one wait, next weight to keep those divisions running, I and mean, that's the only way to do it. But hey, that I think that could be a good way forward on this. So now we get to the main event. Jermaine, the Iron Lady, the Randomin against Aspen Lad, and um, yeah, well, this, well, this was crazy. Literally, the first punch Jermaine, Jermaine um landed put Lad down, put her down, and spun her around. So Lad got spun around. And landed. Now the thing was, she didn't faceplant, so she didn't face faceplant like Cyborg did against. Um. um oh my god. Oh, like my mind's just gone blank. Mind's gone blank. The champ. Who's the fucking? whoa, Jesus people, I don't know what's happening with my mind, but look, you know the lioness right, you know, you know, oh, well that's bad, but yes, I'm not going to remember, I'm completely drawing blanks here, but you know who I'm talking about. So <laughs> it wasn't like that though it wasn't like that, so she went out and and lad caught herself um Demandere threw another punch that missed and kind of caught her on the shoulder lad but lad was spinning around at this point to you know tie um. The random mate up. But then Herb Dean jumps in and stops the fight. So <sighs> this was extremely controversial. Extremely controversial. The thing is, so you can look at it in a few ways. Because when Lad went down she went down and Man, she was completely caught by surprise. She did catch herself. That does say a big thing. Because if she's out, she's face planting. You know? But she didn't. So, you're like, okay. She she caught herself. But, so she's caught herself. And then she's kind of looking for a second now it wasn't you know because it's moving fast it's moving fast but for a little minute she's um kind of looking forward like she's a little lost this is the thing she's looking forward like she's a little lost and so you wonder is she is she all there you know what i mean Is she all there? But then, as I said, look, she turns around and tries to engage. So, I said, like, she, yes, so, you know, for a minute, yeah, for a minute she was a bit like, oh, what's going on? But I only think it was for a minute. It wasn't for that long a time, so to yeah i I do believe it was an early stoppage. I do believe it was an early stoppage, and um she could have i think she could have fought on you know i i I do think that lad could have fought on. I think that Lad probably should have been given the opportunity to, um, you know what I mean, to fight on, to carry on, to see where it was going. Seeing as it's her first main event, like, she wasn't out. But, yes, that moment, that moment of looking into the distance. I think that was, if that was the reason Dean stopped the fight, you can kind of understand. But, yeah, I do believe it was an early stoppage. I think, so, it's going to be interesting going forward. Because that kind of thing could definitely fuck with you. You know? Like, because if she'd been knocked out... Ain't close to the end of a round. Or something like that. That's one thing. But the first punch of a fight. So you're headlining. um, It's your big break. And you don't even get to do anything. That could fuck you up man. So it will be interesting to see what Lad does coming forward. Now she did have a terrible weight cut. I think that could have definitely had something to do with this. Because, you know, I it's always a big thing. If you have had a bad weight cut, it can affect your ability to take a punch. So, I think a big takeaway from this fight is the need for proper nutrition. And to really focus on that shit. Because, you know, in the build up she's talking about how she hikes for three hours every day and all of this you need to change it up because that's not working you know your body is probably used to hiking because if you're hiking in the same place as well your body's used to it so i think she needs to take something new in possibly run in. Doing some runs in the in the hills, something like that, but she needs to change. She needs to get onto her nutrition so she has a better weight cut and possibly you know she can take a punch better. I this is a big thing for her going forward. I don't know if Durandome May gets a fight at the champ next. Nunes, Amanda Nunes, I've just remembered the fucking name. I don't know if she gets to fight Amanda Nunes next. I think possibly the next thing for Nunes is to fight the winner of um, Cyborg Spencer. Which is probably going to be Cyborg, let's face it. I think that's probably the next fight for Nunes if it can be made. Who knows? But yeah, a crazy card next week though next week that's pretty good leon edwards against rafael dos santos um card does look decent so looking forward to that um so yeah all all that's coming i think the, re- the for the for the um rest of this week is dana white's contender series um yeah i don't think there's any more martial arts happening so um yeah that's when we'll speak next people peace well people It's week 4 Of season 3 Dana White's contender series From the UFC Apex And another Great night of fights It's just like you Especially after last week Five frigging contracts You're just like Okay How do you top that Well this week Another great lot of five fights. Ah, oh, it was crazy. So the first fight in the middleweight division saw Aaron Jeffries against Brendan Allen. Um, this was a good fight. You know, um, they were feeling each other out for a bit. Um, Allen did look like he was the bigger, the bigger guy in there you know taller um a bit wider you know just thicker um and he was utilizing his range and as as it went on through that first round you could see allen like imposing himself on the fight uh the thing was like he he was landing good combinations on jeffrey but it did seem that he, he really wanted the sub. So, there was a few times you thinking, okay, just land the punches. You've got him in person, land the punches. And he wasn't doing that. So, it's just a bit like, oh, is he... You know what I mean? Is, is, is he just not focused enough? Yeah, you know, Is his IQ, fight IQ not quite there? But... Have to say. When he got Jeffrey down. He got Jeffrey down. And he sunk in the rear naked. Like at at the very beginning. He didn't have both hooks. And it was just a bit like. Ah he's rushing again. But then he seemed to take a second. He put in the second hook. And then. Ah. he, He really executed a really good. Rear naked Arched his back Stretched him out There was nothing Jeffrey could do but tap So it, yeah It was a great performance from Alan The next fight Next fight was Kevin Syler Against Lance Lawrence Um, And this one Well Well You know It was meant to be at featherweight, 145, but Siler came in, uh, Siler came in at 152, 152 and a half pounds, that is crazy, crazy, it's just like, You know, you have to give it to Lawrence for taking the fight, but you have to think what the fuck is going through Sila's head, because you you mean even if you win that fight, you have to know I ain't getting a contract. There's no way you mean it's like in the UFC if you miss weight, you're not up, you're not eligible for a bonus or anything like that. So. (laughs) You <laughs> you would never get a contract, so it was a crazy situation, a really crazy situation, um, to come in at. Uh, and I have to say, the size really did show because Lawrence is coming forward, but you know he he's landing. But the thing was when Sila landed on Lawrence. You could see the significant difference in the power. So, like he land, when Sila landed on Lawrence, there was a visible impact. You know, Lawrence would you know his head would snap back. He would move with the punches, and you could see the damage on his face. So. Siler clearly won the first round. But I have to say, Lawrence was making adjustments. So he he started to um try and move a bit more. He he, he tried to throw more in the second round. Um I think Siler did still take it, but in the third round, Lawrence really just threw everything. He was landing a lot of combinations. He was throwing. He was coming forward. You know, he landed a takedown. It, it, you know, he was trying. He was trying hard. But he wasn't able to um, maintain top position. Um, Syler was able to turn and get top. And, um Yeah. So it ended with siler uh, you know in control and he did get the fu- he did take the win yeah you know, it, it went to decision sila took it but I think Lawrence showed incredible heart like even when you know he was in compromised positions you know on the gra- on the on uh, you know on the map. Silo was sinking in the rear naked, like Lawrence just fought out of it every time, fought out of it, you know, even though he was s- clearly outweighed, clearly outweighed in this fight. So, you know, Silo won, but uh, it, it, it was a sour victory, it really was. Um, so next up was, um Dontel Maze against Ricard, Ricardo Priscilla. And um, Dontel was making his uh, third trip to uh, the contender. So he lost the first. He won the second. Um, so it was like, ooh, how would he do in this one? And the thing was, Prussell, uh was. See, the thing was. So. Don'tell was six six. was six seven. When you saw them standing next to each other, it, it looked like there was a bigger difference than one inch. He really did. Purcell was like far, like the taller fighter. Um, he had, you know, had good jiu jitsu. So it was just like, oh, what's gonna happen? But Don'tell was able to block every takedown attempt. Every takedown attempt, he was able to block. Um, and he and and Dondo was landing heavy, like he kept on throwing. I think the overhand right, I think it was the right. Uh, No, actually, I think it was the left, but and he was throwing that, he was landing with that. It did get to a point where you're like, Oh, is he throwing it too much? Is he throwing it too much? Um. But there was still he. There was still diversity in the attacks. Purcell was throwing some heavy kicks. Um, yeah. So it was just like, oh, what's gonna happen? Are they? And it was quite fast paced. So you're can they maintain this? And I think it got. It was getting to the end of the first round, and tells like he heard that clapper and swarmed, and so the thing was. Purcell was used to the overhand left. And it was a thing. And it was just like, look, he needs to, he, although he's throwing jabs, although he's throwing other attacks, he needs to diversify it. So the Clapper went, oh, and he just did that. He swarmed, and then he threw an overhand right that just landed, nearly took Purcell's head off. And then he just ground and pounded him and got the win in the dying second of the first round. A really good performance from uh, Dontel Mays. Really good performance. And you have to think, hey, is third time a charm? You know what I mean? Uh, So next up was O'Day Osborne against Armando Villarreal. And Villarreal was the favorite to win this fight. But O'Day. O'Day looked sharp. Looked really sharp. Um, Armando. He reminded me of Jimmy Rivera. You know. He's very compact. He was coming forward. You know what I mean. He was very fast paced. All of that. Throwing. You know what I mean. Throwing good punches. Good combinations. But. O'Day was you know what, this fight is <laughs> funny. This fight reminded me of um Jimmy Rivera against Aljamain Sterling. Because like in that fight with um you know when when Rivera was coming at Sterling, O'Day was able to slip um Armando's attacks. He was able to slip the attacks. just lean back, let the kicks, let the punches just slide past his face. And, and he was sharp, throwing good combinations, kicks, punches. He was like sharp on his feet, avoided takedowns. Was, you know what I mean, on top. Was landing good ground and pound and everything like that. Um Now... Yeah, it was, um, he he had a, uh, O'Day had a guillotine on Armando um, when Armando came in for a takedown. But the thing was, O'Day didn't, um, he should have, like, jumped into guard. But he didn't, so Armando was able to take him down. And get into side control. So it's just like. A little mistake. Could this little mistake. um Cost him. Ode was able to get back to guard. Got back to guard. And um yeah. He was really active. Off his back. Really active off his back. Just moving. Avoiding punches. Avoiding that ground and pound. And so the crazy thing was. So. It was funny, because he was bringing his legs up, and his corner was shouting, okay, keep your arms in, watch, watch for the, um, uh, watch for the armbar, you know? Like, the corner was shouting, watch, watch out. And it looked like Armando was doing that. It looked like he was aware he was doing that. And then there was just a split second where he seemed to lose Focus and O'Day just legs came up in a flash and he sunk it in. Sunk it in now. Um, Amando tried to bring him up, tried to bring him up so he could stack him or kind of slam him, but uh, yeah, just didn't get the opportunity because it was a verbal tap. Verbal taps happened so fast, it was crazy, but yeah. O'Day, Osborne, who finished with the armbar late in the first round, it was a really good fight. So, the um the last fight on the card was uh, Stephen Regman against Antonio Arrero, so um Arrero fought in the Bra- first season of the Brazilian contender he won but he didn't get a contract um this fight, um, oh this fight was a middleweight now Regman usually fights at Away and he you know he he stepped up a weight class to take this opportunity but when you saw them in there Regman was so much smaller than Arario, so much smaller than Arario, and, uh, and 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 you know Arario was coming forward. He was throwing just oh, nasty kicks to the legs, to the body, and they really did seem to be affecting Regman. Uh And one of the things Regan was very tentative. Was very tentative. Like, the leg kicks were hurting him. But, you know, he, he he didn't kind of back down. He didn't back down. He was backing off, but he wasn't backing down. And it was like he was looking. He was looking for his opportunity. And he was catching. He, he, he started to catch kicks. Started to catch kicks. Got a takedown. Couldn't hold it. Um. Then he got another one. But, yeah, I think Herrera was just too big for him. But, you know, it, it showed promise. It showed that, all right, Regman is trying. He You know I mean? He's looking for these opportunities. But Aurario, you know, because he was very kick... Like, it was crazy. It was very kick-heavy. And he... um ah was, You know, he was attacking the legs. He was attacking the body. So, you know what I mean? Seg- Regman was getting used to those lower kicks and what you do then hey you go for the head and that's what Arario did he threw up the head kick now regman did get his arm there to block but the the power in Arario's kicks hey that doesn't matter and the the power of that kick put regman down arario swarmed him regman did um he 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 did able to defend himself, he was able to get out of the bad position. Uh but Aurario stayed on top. Stayed on top, was throwing at him. Um it did look like Regman had got his wits back. You know what I mean? Had avoided the um awkward moment. But then, Aurario was able to sink in an arm triangle. The crazy thing. So, Aurario was in, um like, half guard. And uh, instead of trying to hold the half guard, you know, you, you saw Regman kind of help push... Aurario's leg off to the side, which was just like, no, you don't want to do that. Because it's harder to get a arm triangle when you're in half guard or mount. So you know, you you, you want he wanted Aurario in that half-guard. He wanted to keep him as close as possible. But um, yeah, Regman kind of pushed him to the side and once he he was inside control, you you knew where this was going. So yeah, Aurario was able to take the win via arm triangle um just over halfway in that first round. So yeah, it was a, a great night of fights, man. A really good night of fights. And the only down point really was the Sila Lawrence fight because Sila came in heavy you know and that was the only fight that went the distance as well so it was just like when you looked at it you're just like oh there, there are potential contracts here but because five were handed out last week it was just like how is this gonna go how is this going to go? So, when Dana spoke to um, Laura Sanko at the end, it was just like, oh, who's going to get it? Now, when you were looking at these fights, you were like, I would say definitely Danteo, because, you know, heavyweights and good athletic heavyweights are definitely a thing that is needed. Um, now, o- O'Day, Osborne. Really good performance. We saw him stand up. We saw him on the ground. He's a bantamweight. Bantamweight is a as a stacked division right now. But hey, new blood. That's not a bad thing. Aurario, middleweight. Do we need more middleweights? I don't know. I don't know. You know. But he, you know, he won in the Brazilian contender. He won here. To just thinking, okay, so that's another possible Brandon Allen, you know, a bit greener. So if anyone was to miss out, maybe it might be Allen. Urgh. But Dana, hey, Dana did his thing. He gave contracts to. He gave contracts to Aurario, Gave to contracts to Osborne. He gave contract to um Mays, and. He gave a contract to Allen. And the only person that didn't get a contract, which was expected, was Kevin Seiler. Um, And Dana did say look, the guy's talented. You know, he fought well. But, you you know what I mean? You can't come in that heavy. So he's like, think of ways in which Seiler could redeem himself. Who knows maybe he'll he'll get a chance on next season's contender series, um maybe Dana White looking for a fight, who knows, but yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, four contracts handed out another week of great fights um yeah, that's it, people um yeah. I think that's there's nothing else really to say all right next week well people that's been the week it's been the week man but um yeah i have to say brianna van buren ah awesome debut at the ufc i was so pleased for that Um uh, But yeah, it was you know as I said. Look, I don't think it was up to the same standard as the last few cards. But the last few cards have been so damn good. Contender series, that was great. Um, So let's hit a little news, right? So there's been a few fights announced. Um, You've got um, one of the biggest ones was, um, oh, KGB against uh, JoJo Calderwood. Which I, I wasn't expecting, you know what I mean? I, I figured that, um, you know what I mean, Andrea Lee would get a, uh, a high, like a, maybe a higher ranked opponent. Because um, JoJo, you know, she's coming off the loss and everything like that. But I think that's a, good, a really good fight. I think it's a great fight. Um, And if Calderwood can win that fight She really does then put herself back in the mix Um, We've also got Oh, like um, Oh my god, I forget the names Bear with me, people Khalil Roundtree against Ion Kutalabra For um, UFC Copenhagen That's a great fight it's a great fight. And I think it's a perfect opportunity for Roundtree to really continue showing his growth. Because if he performs like he did in his last bout, I, I kind of feel it's Roundtree all day in that one. But, like, Kutalabra is a good fighter. It's just his form has been very inconsistent. You know what I mean? Going into this thing. Um also for the Copenhagen card you've got Macy Chizon against Lena Landsberg. I like Landsberg is so like feisty man. She's a scrapper. But yo, the form Chizon has shown since her debut in the UFC and winning the ultimate fighter. I think she's going to be a bit too much for Landsberg. That reach, that jitsu. Oh man, she's a smotherer. So yeah, I think that will be a good one. Ovenson Prue will also be on the card against Michael Aleskachek. Um, and I think Ovenson Prue, man, I think if he does, if he loses this, yo, oh, it could be the end. And then this is a tough fight. A real tough fight. If we get the St. through from, you know, a few years ago, hey, who knows? But, like, the form definitely has to be up there. Um, Also, it's Alan Amedoski against John Phillips. John Phillips hasn't had a great time in the UFC. So, um, hey, it's this... Or um, it's kind of your walking papers, it kind of feel, you know what I mean? But um, we'll see what happens on that front for him Um, Other fights that have been announced Man, there's like, there's a few things floating around, you know what I mean? There's a few things floating around but um, I think they're the biggest. I think, yeah, I think we can leave it there. I think that's, like, some of the biggest stuff. I think Darren Teal's hint in a move to middleweight, which you kind of feel um, is probably a smart one. It's probably... there's you know, it, it's not an easy weight cut for him, for sure. And I think that weight cut could be behind... His recent performances, and especially the knockout, you know, in in, in his last um, outing. So yeah, I think if he moves to um, middleweight, I think he might not be as depleted as um, he has been. Um, oh, some really big news, like it's not UFC. But, um, Glory have just announced Rico Van Housen against, um, Badahari 2. God damn it, yes. For Collision Course 2 in December. When I saw it, I was kind of hoping it would be sooner. But, you know, I guess, I guess we can wait until December. But it seems a long time since, um, seen, uh, Badahari, um, Van Husen fight, but um, yeah, the first fight, man, I was looking forward to it, but it was like Badahari had the broken arm, so um, yeah, didn't get to the to um the second round, but uh, hopefully, you know, this one goes without any hitches and we get the fight we've been waiting for for years. But, um, yeah, that's it, people. Um, You know, we'll be back next week because, hey, every week brings us some new martial arts, right? Cool. So, um, yeah, enjoy yourselves, train up, and we'll see you then. Peace.